Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. My name is Nathan, um, and along with my wife, we are the pastors of our online location here at One Church. And last week, Pastor Amy started our Advent series and did a fantastic job of explaining what the concept of Advent is, what it means, how it's passed just an Advent calendar, but where does that come from? And the word literally means coming. It's the, the expectation, the anticipation of the arrival of someone. And so the Advent season is the anticipation, expectation of the celebration of Christmas day, the birth of Jesus. That's the Advent season. But what she unpacked so well last week is how the disciples in the early church lived with the spirit of Advent. They lived with an expectation that Jesus hadn't just come and then he left to heaven, but that he was coming back again. And that is the spirit of hope that we live with today, an Advent hope that we can each have. And that's what this series is really about. And what I want to focus on, what I want us to to consider together today is gifts, gift giving. The concept of gifts, and excuse the pun, but almost wrapped up in the idea of gift giving is a bit of the spirit of Advent. There is an anticipation and an expectation and a hope. I hope this is a gift that they will like. I hope it is a gift that I will like. What is in it? What What have they purchased for me? Hands up if you've ever bought someone a gift and you've just got it completely right. You've nailed it. Like Just like in the first service, it's the men that put their hands up. You're like, not only am I God's gift to this lady, I buy her the perfect gifts. No ladies really, but they're like, hand, okay, let's, hands up who's got a gift wrong in the past. Equally as honest, that's good to see. Excellent, yep. Yeah. I've told this story before, I'll tell it again. I bought my sister a coat. Amy led worship today, she's my sister. Her, her words said thank you, and her eyes said, I can't wait to take this to a charity shop. Um, still hurts. I'll remind her of it as often as I can. But gift giving. And what I want to, what I want to put to us to consider today is that Gift giving is not something that humans have invented. I want us to think, and I want to suggest, that the idea of gift giving is something that is straight from the heart of God. And I don't know how much you know about scripture or what you know about the Bible, but the more I read it, the more I see it as this story of the generous heart of Father God towards Uh, So many scriptures, so many verses, so many narratives are in this and it's packed with moments that tell us and demonstrate that God is a generous God that wants to give us, you and I, his children, good gifts. So, very briefly, let's consider what they are. Is that okay? I'm going to look at some scriptures and I'm going to show you and what we see in them as God's gifts to us. The first one what we celebrate at coming to, uh, Christmas is the birth of Jesus. Jesus is the greatest gift that humanity will ever receive. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him wouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus is God's gift to us. And because of Jesus, we have the gift of salvation. Salvation meaning the forgiveness of sins, it it means right standing with God, we are saved from our past and given a brand new start, a new life, a life that we are destined to live, one that's designed by God. Salvation is a gift. Like religious thinking, we can fall into this trap, tells us that we need to earn this. That when you're a good person, when you get things right, when you like live in a certain way, 
and attend church a certain amount of times in any given year, then you get salvation. But scripture tells us it's quite the opposite. It says this in Ephesians 2 verses 8 to 9, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. God, through Jesus, gifts salvation to each and every one of us. It's not something you can earn. It's not something that we deserve. It is a gift from God that we might be saved through faith because of what Jesus has done. It's the gifts that God gives to us. And it gets better than that because he doesn't just leave us with that. It's not like, okay, you've got Jesus, you're saved. Tick. He gives us the Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit, being with us, within us, enables us to live the life that he has designed us to live and called us to live. He gives us the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know if you noticed this sign as you drove up this road. There's a sign pointing up this road, and it says Pentecostal Church. Pentecostal Church. Now, we're... This has come to my attention recently because we've got a new sign that says One Church. And really, that's just to help people that don't know what Pentecostalism is find us. But even when that sign changes, what will remain the same is that we are unapologetically, unashamedly, a Pentecostal church. Now, let me explain what that means without going too deep into the theology or the history of the movement. Basically, we believe that on the day of Pentecost, some 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit fell upon the early church and empowered them filled them with his spirit so that they could go out and carry the mission of God into their world. They could carry the gospel. And not only did he do that, but he gave them gifts, spiritual gifts that empowered the church, gifts of healing, gifts of prophecy, gifts of speaking in heavenly languages that added a super to their natural and like brought the Holy Spirit in. And being a Pentecostal church as part of a Pentecostal movement means we believe that's still the case today. And that it doesn't have to be spooky, it doesn't have to be strange, but the Holy Spirit can fill us and empower us to see amazing things happen. And I firmly believe that the Holy Spirit is a gift that is given to us. It says this in scripture, that we're to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, to eagerly want for them and to accept this gift from God. So we're given Jesus, we're given salvation, and then we're empowered by his Holy Spirit to be the people that he's called us to be, to bring some super to our natural, to operate in these gifts. And gets even better than that because he gives us family family like family is a gift from God biological family I believe is a gift from God it says this in Psalm 127 verse 3 children are a gift from the Lord and we're going to be dedicating some children today so children are a gift from the Lord they are a reward from him they feel like more of a parcel of punishment at times I love my kids. They're very tiring. <laughs> my back always hurts. <laughs> I'm 31. It feels like it's a 90-year-old's back at the moment. I've pulled a muscle because uh, my son is three. He eats all the time and demands I carry him on this side. So, like, I counter it with this muscle. This is just therapy for me. I'm sorry, guys. I counter it with this muscle. It's in pain all of the time. But thank you, Lord. They are a gift. <laughs> Family are a gift. And now... Whether or not you are close to your family, you have a good family, or if that's not the case, the wonderful thing about the gift of family from God is that it transcends blood, transcends like our biological connection, and through Jesus, through salvation, by the unity brought about by the Holy Spirit, we're invited into God's family. 
It's this beautiful thing called the church. And it says this in 1 John 3 verses 1 to 2. See what kind of love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. Psalm 68 verse 6 says God sets the lonely in families. This is God's family. And now is the time for family to rally. And family shines in times like this. And our family needs to stand up and love one another. God has gifted us with family. And just like family, family are annoying. Like family argue. Family upset each other. And if, if no one has upset you in this church just yet, give it time. Because we will. Because this church is filled with people, brothers and sisters. And we annoy each other. We you know, rub each other the wrong way. And it's, but family we are. And we're called to love each other as his family. We are gifted with this amazing thing called family. So, so many great gifts. We're given Jesus. We're given salvation, the Holy Spirit, and a family to live within the family of God. Now, the challenge for me today, and the question that I have first to consider, is how good are we then at receiving these gifts? How good are you at opening gifts? There's a, there's a transition that takes place, isn't there, from when we're kids to adults, where we're primarily a gift receiver to a gift giver. I mean, it would be wrong of me to look to my three-year-old and expect him to give me a gift. Like, I am clearly the gift giver in that situation. Having some like, nods of disagreement there from some parents in the room being like, I'm expecting my kids to give me something. <laughs> And I don't, I don't know about you, I, I actually do still need to like, manage my own expectation when it comes to receiving gifts. Like my, I know in my head that I'm a 31-year-old and I'm probably just going to get socks and some deodorant. But like in my heart, like, what if it's a new iPhone? What if that's what's in that package that Lauren's got me? What if it's keys to a Tesla? Like, and, it, and there's always a little bit of disappointment when it is socks, even though I've probably bought them myself. Anyway, anyway, anyway. But that transition that happens where we become the gift givers, I think that we can translate that to how we see God. And, and it can be difficult to see ourselves through this childlike lens and to get excited and as a child would get at Christmas, to, to be ready and expect and to be excited for the gifts that God wants to give us because somewhere on the, along the lines, we grow up. And I think one of the reasons that we struggle is because our hands struggle to receive gifts, open gifts, receive the generosity or believe that God wants to be generous to us and give us good gifts each and every day because our hands can be quite occupied with this little thing called me. And now like this, this can represent tons of stuff, I think. So let's consider for a second some negative things. This can represent like my hurt, my past, my stuff, my frustrations, my offence. And so long as I cling to those things, it kind of prevents me from really seeing the benefit of these gifts in my life because I'm too occupied with these. Equally, I think some good things can hold our capacity and we can carry things like family, things like job, career, aspirations, dreams, what I want to do. I can focus so much on these things and hold so tightly to them that there are better things that God wants me to have and receive and to to get, but I'm too busy, too preoccupied, clinging so desperately to, to this thing. Now, how good are we at just saying, okay, God, I want to receive your good gifts today. 
Now, there's a story that Jesus tells, which I think demonstrates a little bit of this, a little bit of this perfectly, and it's the story of the prodigal son. Now, if, if you're unaware of what happens in that story, Jesus tells of a father and two sons, and one son says to his father, he wants his inheritance early. He wants all the money that his dad was going to give him when he passes, and he wants it early, so his, his dad gives him the money, and the son goes off and wastes all of it. Wastes it on fast living, and he drives his life into the ground, and he wrecks his life. And he gets to a point where he's got no money, he's got no food, and he says to himself, even my father's servants eat better than I do. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to beg for forgiveness. I'm going to beg that he gives me a job. I'm going to... And you see, Jesus tells this story, and the son almost prepares like something to give to his father, almost prepares something that he can present, something that he could earn a place back in his father's house. And Jesus makes it so beautifully clear he says this in the story that while the son was still a long way off his father was waiting for him and he saw him and he ran to him and before he could even get into his like sorry story about why he made mistakes his father just embraced him put a ring on his finger threw a party for him and just lavished good gifts on him and the key I believe to receiving the good gifts of God is not by earning it it's not by becoming a better person it's not by getting all of your ducks in order it's by simply putting down this saying God I need you like I I want the gifts that you've got for me I don't want to be preoccupied with my stuff or my efforts or my past or my wrong or my right when when I when I do well and when I'm preoccupied this I will when I'm focused on me I will blame myself when things go wrong and praise myself when things go right either way the result isn't that great if I can each and every day and I'm learning this that the story of the prodigal son is a daily thing for me often that I will deviate from just being God's son and I will stray into being like a worker or a dad, or primarily something else other than who I'm called to be, which is a son of God, and receive good gifts from him. And I believe that's the same for each and every one of us, that you are God's son, you are God's daughter, he loves you more than you could ever possibly imagine, and he's got good gifts that he wants to lavish onto you. If only we could become better at opening them. Now, there's a song, as I said, The Blessing, which... I heard last year and it just had this amazing impact on me and I wanted to finish this message by us singing that song because within it it's got some great lyrics it just speaks a blessing uh, the Lord uh, bless you keep you may his face shine upon you give you peace and there's a chorus in it which simply says amen amen which is a word that means so be it let it be okay all right And the wonderful thing about the gospel and the Christian faith is the part that we play in it is just going, okay, (laughs) all right, God, I receive your love. I receive Jesus. I receive that salvation. I receive the gifts of your Holy Spirit. I receive the family that you are placing me within. Amen. And whatever is coming to mind when you're thinking about the gifts of God or what you might be holding on to that will prevent you from opening them, I'm going to encourage you in this song to spend a moment visualising what this might be. Just saying, you know what, God, I'm putting down what is preoccupying my attention and my affection at the moment. And I'm saying amen to your plans, to your love, to your promises, to your blessing, to your favour, to all the good things that you want to lavish on me. And that's the part that we play. That's the beautiful story of, of the gospel, is that Jesus gives us salvation And the Holy Spirit comes on us in our family. And we are empowered to live this amazing life that God has called us to live. 
So just take a moment, reflect on that. What is it that you need to put down? And then as the band leads, we're going to stand and sing our men together. And I'll pray before we do that. Just take a moment, bow your head, close your eyes, spend a moment, just reflect on what we've said. Maybe pray. God, what is it I need to put down? Help me to receive your gifts today, Jesus. God, we thank you for your goodness today. Thank you for what your word says and reveals to us that you are a good God that has good gifts to give to us, your children. And I pray, Lord, that we would have that childlike faith that just readily accepts all the good things you want to give to us, all the great things you want to do through us. So Jesus, we pray that your name would be so glorified in this house. God, we ask that there will be more salvations than we've ever seen before. And Holy Spirit, would you break out like never before? Would we see the gifts manifested and used in this house like never before? And God, would you grow our family in beautiful ways? We pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's stand together and say amen as we sing. to move on without giving everyone the opportunity in this room to respond to the message and the hope of Jesus and perhaps you're in here and like the prodigal son you used to walk with God you used to know who he was and now you've strayed away and you want to come home today today can be the day where you come home or for the first time you could give your heart to Jesus and say I want to know you I want to be forgiven of my sins and I want this new life which you have for me so we're going to pray as family and if you need to respond to this you can pray and give your heart to Jesus in this moment we're going to pray. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. I'll say a few things and then you can repeat after me. So everyone, as family, let's pray. Dear Jesus, come on nice and loud. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for taking my sin. Thank you for rising again in victory so that I might know new life in you. I give you my heart. I give you my life. I'm coming home today thank you that in this moment I am a child of God 
and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give an applause to those that responded there. If you prayed that prayer, and if you just gave your heart to Jesus, then we'd love to, to chat with you. The team, I believe, are still out there to the left. If you head out there and to the left, there'll be a team of people that would love to pray with you and help you process that a little bit further. I'm now going to call up Pastor Simon, um, who's going to lead us through the dedication of these families.